Hudson Valley, and happy Father's Day. Uh, I just have a short encouragement for all of us, but also uh, I will not apologize for offering the encouragement specifically for dads too, because it is in fact Father's Day. Um, it also has to do with the Holy Spirit. Uh, so we are double dipping today, kind of sort of continuing in our series on the Holy Spirit um, and also doing so in a way where we get to honor and celebrate and encourage our dads. We are going to um, talk about the Holy Spirit for a while, uh, well into July at least. Um, uh, and we'll cont- pick it back up in July. So this is kind of like Father's Day, sort of Holy Spirit message. I'm gonna be gone next Sunday. Uh, which does not mean that you get to skip church, you should come anyways, but a friend of mine named Stephen Anderson uh, from Liberty Christian Church, uh, he's a great teacher, he's a good friend, he loves Jesus, loves his church, and he's gonna come and speak for us, and I bet it's gonna be wonderful. But for today, I have a short uh, thought to encourage all of us, um, but dads in particular. So we've been learning about the Holy Spirit. Last week, we looked at the book of Acts, and we learned kind of two main things, one of them the simplest and maybe the most profound thing is that the Holy Spirit fills, or in the language of Acts, Jesus uh, baptizes each and every person who says that Jesus is Lord. Again, that might be one of the most simple things that you've heard, you probably already knew that, but don't let the fact that this is common or commonly known fool you and cause it to lose its meaning. It's one of the most radical things about Christianity, actually sets it apart from pretty much any other religion. Not only that the God of the whole universe would come into a man, uh, become a man as Jesus, but that he would choose to dwell inside of you and me. It is mind-blowing. So my goal over the coming months is to kind of unpack what that means, that the Spirit is in us as the church. Um, But today I wanna look at one aspect that Paul um, kind of taught the church on what it means to be filled with the Spirit. In a letter to the Christians in Rome, Paul is writing about how the flesh and the Spirit are these two kind of things that are opposed to each other. Uh, Every human uh, has something called the flesh, which doesn't mean your skin, but it kind of represents all that is broken about humanity doesn't mean that our bodies are bad. It means that there's something inside of, inside of us, like our hearts, that are totally broken and bent towards rebelling against God. We are bent toward taking the good things that God gives humanity and turning them into something to serve ourselves and to hurt others in the process. So in this section of Romans, we're going to read, Paul has kind of been explaining that for those that have uh, received, been filled with or baptized in the Holy Spirit, we were given the Holy Spirit, and we actually... So says Paul, I'm still uh, learning to experience this in my life. Supposedly we don't have to give in to the flesh anymore. That when we received the spirit, it actually enabled us to say no and to put off that old self and put on the person of Jesus and and live life uh, in step with the spirit to use the language of Galatians. And here in Romans, he uses the phrase of being led by the spirit. That means that we, like describes the life of a Jesus follower who has set their mind on what God would have us do. And we know what he would have us do because the spirit is in us. So here's the passage I wanna look at. It's Romans chapter eight, verses 14 through 16. For those who are led by the spirit of God are the children of God. The spirit you received does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. Rather, the spirit you received brought about your adoption to sonship. And by him, 
the Spirit, we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. I'm gonna pray after we read that. Holy Spirit, would you, um, maybe in a way that only you are able to do, um, imprint those words and what they mean into our soul, maybe in this moment, that we would identify with this, that we would see what has been given to us, the ability to call you Abba. So would you be with us now? In Jesus' name, amen. So here's what I think this means. Just a short little devotional for us. The Holy Spirit, which is in you, is the means by which you can call God Dad. When we received, when we received the Holy Spirit, it wasn't so that we would be afraid of the life that we used to live is what he's saying. It's not a spirit of fear. The Holy Spirit lovingly reminds us that we are God's children. It says that he is bearing witness with our spirit inside of us that we are God's children. I think this means that it is the spirit's job that he is constantly reminding us that God is Father. So there's two aspects uh, really quick of what it means to be a child of God. And I wanna, I think this Romans 8 passage teaches them. One is that being a child of God means we have a full inheritance. The second thing is that we can call God and we should call God dad. God is not stingy. He is not withholding and he is not distant. He is not distracted or too busy for you. He's not waiting for you to get your act together before he gives you your birthright as a son or daughter. He wants to and has already lavished his love and affection on you, which is to say that he has saved you and delivered you, that he has given you his spirit, which the scriptures call like a a pledge or a down payment on the inheritance that you are to receive in the age to come. He has given you in this age, in this moment, the authority that Jesus has over the powers of this world, given you victory over uh, sin that Jesus has earned for us on the cross. Uh, This is all the language of Ephesians 1, if you wanna go and read it um, later. God has not held anything back from you. So we have received a full inheritance. That's what it means that we have been adopted. We are his sons and his daughters, truly. The second thing, we can call him dad. Romans 8.15 says, by the spirit, we cry out, Abba, Father. Abba is this Aramaic term. It's kind of transliterated into into Greek here for us. Um, One scholar describes that it indicates warm affection and filial confidence. Other scholars have suggested that it's like a, a child's word, something closer to like our English word of dad or daddy. I remember one time years ago, I was, I was praying with some people that I didn't know. There was like a, a worship night for some uh, college students and uh, we were in a circle praying and this girl prayed at, to start her prayer. She said, Daddy, God. Um, and she said it as if she had said it 100,000 times before that. And I was like, did a double take and I was like, excuse me, what did you say? And at the time, I, I 
I scoffed in my mind and not out loud. That would have been rude. Um, I was like, that's, that's kind of silly. Like, why did, why did you say it that way? And then I was like, what if, what if that's actually how God would prefer that we address him? I think that she, uh, I don't even know her name. She had tapped into something that I was really, truly missing in my relationship with God. And I understood at that time to a degree that Jesus is Lord, that he is king, that he is master, that he is our authority. Um, I don't know that it could be overstated how clear it is that God wants us to see him as dad, as our father. Not an authoritarian, distant father, but Abba. Like you would cry out, like a child would cry out for a dad or daddy. So I'll say this. Uh, if you can call dad father while not feeling like it's a term that carries distance in it, um, then go for it and like use the traditional term, the term that scripture, that our Bibles typically translate as father. Um, but it's changed my world a little bit to acknowledge that, that for some reason that word makes me think kind of distance. Um, and so when I pray, I have kind of switched to usually start saying, like in the morning, I'll be like, good morning, dad. And maybe it's, maybe it's kind of strange to you like it was to me at first. Um, but I actually think many, maybe most of our struggles in walking with Jesus might be significantly alleviated if we became really good, practiced at imagining and visualizing ourselves as children of our loving and heavenly dad. I actually spend a lot of time uh, thinking about how my kids act towards me when they're in any stages of their existence, when they're tired, when they are relaxed, when they feel safe, when they're just kind of chill, or, or when they're frustrated, or when they've done something wrong, when they need something, when they are hungry or thirsty. And uh, I try to be like them with my Heavenly Father. I try to imagine what's going on or not going on in their minds when they are coming to me in their various stages of existence. And I try to do that with our Heavenly Father. And it is a powerful thing. Or sometimes I think about how I feel about my kids and even in their worst moments. My love for them is overwhelming to me. It hurts my soul. Not every minute of every day, but... Uh, I love them so much, and I love them very imperfectly, but even in the moments where I am, you know, I have to discipline or the moments where I am frustrated with them, it's all happening in the sphere of love as their dad. And though I have been very angry with my children, I do not stay mad at them. I don't think that I have once held a grudge, woken up the next day and just be like, Jack, or whatever. And they also have a short memory span. They, they bounce back quick. We can go, and with me and them, we can go from consequences for some type of disobedience to um, snuggling on the couch to laughing and tickling and having the best time. And I don't know about you, but all that that I just described, 
is not how I think about myself in relationship with our Heavenly Father. I hold myself at a distance when I have messed up. I act like I assume God wants me to kind of uh, get a few days of good behavior under my belt before I come back or maybe some sessions of scripture reading and some prayer before I kind of sheepishly come back and maybe sit like one or two seats away from him on the couch, you know? But I kind of think the whole purpose of what Jesus has done for us on the cross and what he has done for us in sending us the Holy Spirit, the spirit of adoption, is that we, at any moment, maybe even in the moments where we feel like I really, really don't want to, maybe I shouldn't right now, that particularly in those moments we can say, Abba, say, Dad, I need you. Dad, I'm hungry. Dad, I'm thirsty. Dad, can I sit with you? We are the point of much of Romans 8, other, other parts of scripture, that we are um, officially, legally, God's children. We have a full inheritance. And no matter how much you feel like that is true, it is true. Um, and we have the Holy Spirit who gives us the ability um, and the reminder to call God Abba. And I don't know... Uh, how else, what else to say um, by way of like explaining like, well, how do we do that? What does that look like? Uh, other than just saying, we just have to do it. We have to like pause the service and just sit and call God dad. I think there's something incredibly powerful, just that very simple fact, no matter how old you are, no matter how long you've been following Jesus, to tap into the inner child that is still in there and to say, Dad, can I sit with you? And if the answer is anything but, yes, my child, that is not the voice of the Holy Spirit in you. That is uh, our enemy trying to get in the way. So that's our little Father's Day devotional. Let me uh, connect it to Father's Day for like three minutes. Dads, the only way, the only way that we can hope to be a good dad to our kids is uh, if we parent from God's lap. Forgive me for however cheesy that image feels to you, but I really, I know it to be true in my life, mostly from failing at it. that there is a direct correlation to the kind of dad that you can be to the kind of relationship that you have with your heavenly father. So if we think of God as a distant father concerned primarily with our behavior, who is most often just disappointed in us, that's kind of, I think, where we'll go in our flesh as dads to our kids. But if we cultivate and live in closeness, with our Heavenly Father, remembering His love and His affection for us. We can remember that He wants us to call Him Abba and to live in that warm affection and confidence. I think that we can be the dads that He wants us to be. And I don't know that we really can without doing that. We are not going to succeed unless we first rest in and gain strength and a solid identity as his children through our relationship with our Heavenly Father. 
And so, to my fellow dads of you know young kids, uh, I am working on this, like right alongside you. Um, and I kind of want to work on it together uh, with you, um, whether our kids are in the exact same stage or not. And so, if you feel like, yeah, I I want to I want to learn how to do this, and I don't want to just do it by myself. Um, I'm reading this book called The Intentional Father by John Tyson. It's fantastic. And if you feel like you need some brotherhood around fatherhood on this kind of quest that we're on, if you want to like learn how to be a dad with me, um, uh, maybe just come find me after service and we'll connect about um, how we can do that together. To the older dads at Valley, I want to say thank you. Thank you for going before us and bringing your stability and your experience to our church family. And I, I'm gonna, we're gonna pray in a little bit. I hope that today you might um, maybe more than ever receive and experience grace for where you missed it, um, the mistakes that you've made, and also that God would give you maybe more than ever the gift, uh, the satisfaction of just blessing and our Father in heaven being proud of the fathers that you were. Um, I'll add that I, <laughs> talking about my dad, I feel like he has gotten better and better with age. He was a great dad when I was a kid too. Um, his authority in my life is different now. He doesn't get to tell me when to go to bed or anything like that. But his influence and his love and his support actually means more now to me than it probably ever has in my life. And so if your kids are out of the house or will be soon, uh, maybe you are in or about to be in a season of like being the greatest blessing to your kid, maybe more than you ever thought you could be. So we're gonna spend some time praying. First and foremost, all of us, filled with God's spirit who helps us, enables us to say Abba and have it like it connects. <laughs> he hears it. Um, and so I'm just gonna um, just give us a few minutes to do that. I am gonna do it right here and I can't wait. So let's just pray. Um, just begin by calling God, Dad.